0: Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host,
1: Dr. Edward But Right now, uh, my good friend uh, Tom Quackenbush has joined us. As a matter of fact, he's joined us via Skype. He's in the Netherlands right now. And Tom and I have been very good friends for the last 15 years. I met him at the Vision Educator meeting in Virginia Beach, and I was much impressed with his work. And he has been one of the influential people in my life who convinced me that Dr. Bates is a genius. And uh, Tom, welcome to Healthy Vision. Yes,
2: thank you for inviting me back. I'm very happy to uh, be talking with you again. It's been a while since we've uh, talked, and I'm I'm just real happy to be back and talk about natural vision on your program again. Thank you.
1: Okay, and it's 2 a.m. in the Netherlands, so if you're not as sharp as you usually are, we'll understand that. But let's get right Uh, uh, down to to business, and uh, let's begin by talking, you know, what are the principles of natural vision?
2: Right, well you just mentioned Dr. Bates uh, being a genius and uh, Dr. Bates was of course an ophthalmologist like yourself and he spent many, many years of research figuring out the truth about natural vision. And there's actually three very key principles, natural principles underlying good vision. And those are called movement, uh, what Bates called central fixation. I refer to it as centralizing, is a little bit nicer way to say it. And relaxation is the most important principle that Bates discovered about everything, about good vision. And these three principles are what I've been teaching my students for the last 30 years. Uh, they're natural, they're correct, and people who wear glasses do not have these principles mainly. They're interfering, as Dr. Bates said, with movement, and they're interfering with the centralizing, and they're interfering with the relaxation, and anyone who does that uh, cannot have normal vision. So Bates uh, did not invent vision, of course, but what he did do is figure out how nature created us to use our mind and our body in in a very specific way, and we actually teach ourselves how to do this when we're born, and most babies see clearly after about a year or so of birth. And they said if we have these good principles for a whole lifetime, we would never get glasses.
1: Yeah, well, so uh, folks out there, pay attention to what Tom Quackenbush is going to tell you because I know that this works. In fact, Tom at one point in his life was severely nearsighted and by using these techniques, he completely eliminated his need for glasses. So uh, let's, let's continue. Uh, this is really good stuff, Tom.
2: Yeah, and uh, you've taken my class also, and I was happy to teach you and, and a lot of your clients. And uh, I can uh, remind you and teach the listeners now about these principles. So let's start with that first one now, which is movement now that sounds like a simple idea and most people would say well of course I have movement but what many students become quite surprised about when they take my I
1: think that we lost Tom we're we're calling uh, via Skype and he was talking about movement so I'm sure he'll call us right back and uh, the movement principle is probably one of the most important facets of our visual system uh, moving our eyes in the proper manner and uh, Tom's going to talk more about that when he rejoins us but in terms of movement most people use their eyes in a very unhealthy manner and by that I mean they do more central fixation they don't use their peripheral vision uh, they don't uh, follow objects properly and now you're back Tom I kind of I'm back. filled yeah, in, I'm sorry filled we in got a little bit off. about movement about the problem so mm-hmm. it falls in your mm-hmm. court now oh, okay thank
2: you um, I'm using Skype again if we get cut off I'll call you back with my regular line well you know uh, what I took good
1: notes absolutely. when I took your class so oh, I have my notes right I have my notes right in front of you in fact a lot of times I have parroted your lecture to uh, my patients so I hope you don't have a copyright on a copyright no. on it. No, I can't copyright movement. <laughs> but you know what? I'm no, I'm no Tom Quackenbush, but I try my best to get your points across. So. Yeah. Well, that's
2: great because it's just natural things. So back onto this movement principle. Uh, right when we got cut off, I was starting to explain how many of my students, when they take my classes, begin to realize how often they're being still and you know, in your reading of Bates's work, Bates said one of the worst habits for vision is something called staring. And this is a very big surprise for many students. When they go through my course, a lot of my students in the first class will say, oh, I don't think I ever stare, oh, I don't think I do that very much. And what happens as we go through, normally I teach a seven-week course, and as we go through the week, students begin to realize, and they come back and they say, gee, it seems like I stare a lot. And Dr. Bates said this is a terrible, stressful vision habit. So what does that mean? What is that staring? Well, there's actually many different types of staring, but probably the worst form of all is when a person has no movement and they're frozen. It's kind of like they're fixed. They're 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 not really seeing anything. Their eyelids are opened. They're, they're just kind of spaced out. Maybe they're daydreaming. Maybe they're thinking about something else. And and what's happening there in that staring habit is is they're frozen and they're not involved with seeing the world, and and this is a strain to do that. This has actually been uh, proven by psychology research showing that when people stare, the vision goes down immediately. Um, it's been shown with animal research that all animals need to have their eyes continually moving in order to maintain normal vision. So this movement principle... Uh, one of the best ways for your listeners to play with this movement principle is to think they have a pencil, a pretend pencil or feather on their nose, and just begin moving your head. Now, notice I just mentioned the head movement. It's not correct only to move the eyes. We need to have movement for vision, but not just the eyes. The head is also having a movement. So they close
1: that both the eyes and the head are moving all day. Oh, are we still there? No, no, uh, Norm, Norm just gave us a two-minute signal, and just ignore that. Uh, but we do have right. two minutes to go before break, so I didn't want to interrupt your thought. So,
2: Okay, so we have the movement principle. If somebody thinks you just pretend you have a feather on your nose and you're brushing objects, then your neck will be released, then your eyes will have much more relaxed, natural movements, And we need to eliminate that staring habit. There's no way to go back to good, normal, natural vision with the staring, freezing habit. Very, very harmful to be fixed and locked. So we want to come back to that, uh, call it circulation, call it movement, call it being more fluid, more flexible. And this is one of the great, great keys that Dr. Bates discovered for vision. And everyone who wants to improve their vision needs to relearn the natural movements. So okay.
1: well, we're coming up to a break right now on Healthy Vision, and you're listening. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and with me is Tom Quackenbush. He's the author of the best-selling book, Relearning to See, and also the book, Better Eyesight, and we're talking about the essentials for you to learn to have better vision you can also visit his website at www.naturalvisioncenter.com so when we come back we're going to continue talking about these natural vision habits uh, welcome back to Healthy Vision this is your host Dr. Edward Conrad. and with me is Thomas Quackenbush he's calling in from the Netherlands and Tom Quackenbush Is a well known vision educator, author of Relearning to See and Better Eyesight. And we're talking about the principles of natural vision. We covered movement. And, Tom, you're going to talk about the other two principles that are important. Right.
2: Thank you, Dr. Condra. Yeah, let's go on to the second principle Dr. Bates discovered for normal clear vision, and that's called centralizing. And centralizing is a more subtle principle. It's uh, not as obvious. But space
1: Unfortunately, we're having trouble with the Skype connection. And um, modern technology can be really beneficial, but uh, we've lost Tom, and I'm sure he's going to call us right back. And he's talking about the second principle... Of natural vision called centralization. If you want more information on Tom Clackenbush, his two best-selling books, you can go to www.naturalvisioncenter.com. That's his website. He practices in the Netherlands, Holland, and uh, Tom and I have uh, are, have been good friends for the last fifteen years, and he really has influenced my thinking in regards to Dr. Bates, the wonderful work that Dr. Bates, who was a turn-of-the-century ophthalmologist, has done to promote natural eyesight. Dr. Bates taught that all eye disease was caused by stress in the eye, and by learning to reduce the stress, you can improve your vision. And that's essentially what Tom Quackenbush does with his natural vision technique. And he's back, so Tom, let's finish up with those two other principles.
2: Right. Thank you, Dr. Kondra. I'm using my regular uh, home phone now, so we should be all right here. Okay, so I was talking about centralizing. We have a large picture in front of us. However, what's very interesting with vision is that the only place anyone can see clearly and where we see the best is right in the center of the picture, right in the center at a small point, you know, with your work, the macula lutea, So our best vision is right in the center, and that's where we need to have our primary interest in the visual field all day long. So people who have blurry vision, what they're doing is they're diffusing. They're spreading out their attention and trying to see the entire picture clearly at once, and that is impossible to do, and it's a strain to do that. So Dr. Bates taught his uh, clients to come back to the center of the picture, Keep your primary attention there and just allow your peripheral vision to be just that, which is peripheral vision. And then the third final principle is relaxation, which means uh, we should never be straining to see. A good example of straining to see would be a squinting habit where people tighten their eyelids and they strain to see things and they lock their neck tight and they're putting in a force to see better. And what Dr. Bates discovered is just the opposite is necessary, that when we don't strain and try to see, vision improves again. So these three principles, movement, centralization, relaxation, are the real keys to natural clear vision. And now, if you like, we could go on to the three habits and mention those. Uh, do
1: that? actually, uh, most people don't follow those principles, and that's why they develop eye problems, nearsightedness, and trouble with their their vision. That's right. I mean, it sounds so simple, but if you indeed practice these principles, uh, you will notice an improvement of vision, a relaxation of your eyesight. Uh, but let's move on to uh, the habits of natural vision that are so important. Right. Uh, Dr. Bates taught
2: habits, and it's very important, first of all, to recognize and a huge understanding by most people about the Bates Method is they think it's eye exercises for 10 or 20 minutes a day. And when we study Bates' work, he said to have these correct vision habits all day long. So that's a very different thing. And so these three habits, Bates called shifting and breathing and blinking. So the shifting habit is simply the movement and the centralizing. So if we go back to that nose feather, nose pencil idea I had, if we move and keep our neck mobile and shift, as Bates called it, Bates said shift from one point to another. So there you have it. Shifting is the movement. So we have a continual movement all day long. And how do we have that movement? We shift our interest from a small point to another small point to another small point. And there you have it. There's your centralizing combined with the movement, and they call that the shifting habit. The next habit is breathing. And many people
1: in modern day... Have, uh, usually I wanted, make, uh, e- I wanted to make a comment, Tom, on, yes. on that shifting, yes. that most people, because of modern technology, computers, cell phones, texting, they're not shifting at all. They're, they're staring, they're looking at one particular point, and they just yes. don't
2: move. Yes, they don't have the movement, and and sometimes they don't even go to a point. What many people also do is they spread out and try to see the whole computer monitor clearly, and that's a very high stress to do that. Okay. Okay, sorry for
1: the interruption. Let's go to the second habit.
2: Yeah, second habit is simply breathing. A moment ago you said the principles were simple. The habits are simple too. Breathing, abdominal breathing. Breathing is especially connected to the most important principle of all, which is the relaxation principle. So when a student discovers that they're holding their breath, that they have very shallow, what I call shoulder tense, tight breathing, They can gradually each day relearn the abdominal diaphragmatic breathing, and that helps not only vision relax, but the whole mind and body relax more also. very important key vision habit is the abdominal breathing. And then if we can go on to the third habit now, the blinking. Uh, Dr. Bates watched people who were wearing glasses and so on. Of course, they didn't have contacts 100 years ago. So Bates watched people wearing glasses that their blinking was very seldom, that some people go for very long periods of time without blinking. And so Dr. Bates wrote very simple two-word sentence he wrote, blink frequently. So what is that? We have our eyelids and we have eyelid muscles, and so there's three parts to having natural good blinking habits. First of all, the blinking needs to be frequent, I just mentioned, and what is the frequency? Every two or three seconds on the average, let's say, is natural blinking. And that'll seem uh, very strange to people in the beginning because they don't blink very much and they think the frequent blinking is very strange. And then we want the blinking to be very soft. So we think of the eyelids as being as soft as the wings of a butterfly, very gentle, very soft. And then the third part of natural blinking is uh, quickness. Uh, I think uh, some magazine measured it with a laser beam or something. It's like one-fortieth of a second. So the blinking is very fast, very quick. And remember, it's very easy and soft, no effort, and very frequent. And also, as a bonus with the blinking, the blinking helps eliminate that very harmful staring habit. So all of these habits start to come together after a while, and we begin to literally be relearning how to see the world naturally. And it's a very and exciting of course, that's,
1: the, uh, that's the title of your book, yeah. uh, Relearning to See, which is appropriate. And we're coming up to another break. You're listening to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Condra. My guest is Thomas Quackenbush. And we've just covered the principles of natural vision, the habits of natural vision, and we're saving the best part at the end of this break. When we come back, we're going to talk about reducing your prescription glasses. So we'll be right back after this break.
0: Would you like to improve your eyesight naturally and learn how to teach others to do the same? Did you know that nearsightedness, myopia, is not genetic and that it is not necessary to wear reading glasses after the age of 40? The Natural Vision Center offers its internationally acclaimed certified natural eyesight improvement teacher training program in Holland each summer. This educational program trains you thoroughly how to teach your students to improve their nearsightedness, farsightedness, astigmatism, presbyopia, crossed eyes, and many other vision problems. For 30 years, American Tom Quackenbush director of the natural vision center has taught thousands of students to improve their vision by relearning natural relaxed vision habits and principles not exercises all day long in addition to better vision many students have released their chronic neck tension and have improved their depth perception color perception memory and concentration you can order tom's best-selling 521 page book relearning to see improve your eyesight naturally on amazon.com for more information visit naturalvisioncenter.com and relearn how to see naturally and clearly Would you like to improve your eyesight naturally and learn how to teach others to do the same? Did you know that nearsightedness, myopia, is not genetic and that it is not necessary to wear reading glasses after the age of 40? The Natural Vision Center offers its internationally acclaimed certified natural eyesight improvement teacher training program in Holland each summer. This educational program trains you thoroughly how to teach your students to improve their nearsightedness, farsightedness, astigmatism, presbyopia, crossed eyes, and many other vision problems. For 30 years, American Tom Quackenbush director of the natural vision center has taught thousands of students to improve their vision by relearning natural relaxed vision habits and principles not exercises all day long in addition to better vision many students have released their chronic neck tension and have improved their depth perception color perception memory and concentration you can order tom's best-selling 521 page book relearning to see improve your eyesight naturally on amazon.com for more information visit naturalvisioncenter.com and relearn how to see naturally and clearly
1: back to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward and With me is Tom Quackenbush, author of Relearning to See and Better Eyesight. And we're talking about ways to improve your vision, the principles of natural vision, habits of natural vision. And now we're going to talk about how to reduce your prescription glasses. So, Tom, this is uh, where all your passion is.
2: Okay, thank you, Ed. Here we go again. The, the idea of reducing the power of the prescription glasses is very, very important key to success for most people. Many, many hundreds of students have told me that when they wear their regular, full-power, call them normal glasses, if you like, that, that typically people buy, and they wear them, say, for an hour or two or all day long, and then when they take them off, Their vision is significantly more blurred, and that's a major problem here. And then a year later, two years later, the person says, gee, I need a stronger prescription. Well, why do you need a stronger prescription? Well, let's take a myope, someone who's nearsighted, for example, someone who can see perhaps clearly up close usually but cannot see clearly far away. Now, you go and get that strong prescription, say, for driving your car, and it's clear now. Of course, you want to be able to drive and do your work and see clearly far away. But if you think about it closely, that prescription for driving is so powerful. It's really only designed for faraway vision. If you look at a book up close with that prescription, you're wearing a prescription that's wrong. That's highly overpowered. And this is one of the things that that we need to address. It's very important. Because even if a student practices the good principles and habits, now the vision wants to improve naturally. Then you put on the strong glasses, and what happens? Your vision goes back to being more blurry again. So what's the solution to this? Uh, it's It's kind of interesting. Bates said take off your glasses and never wear them again. Of course, that's not very practical for most people to do it that way. You still have to drive or make a living or read a book or something. So there's a wonderful intermediate solution here, between not wearing the full power prescription and not throwing the glasses away right away. You can't do that usually. So what can we do? We can lower the power. Now, take take the nearsighted myope person once again, for example. For most states in the United States, you know that it's not required to have perfect 20-20 vision. You know that you can lower the power a little bit, uh, for example, California and many states, probably the most common power is what we call 20-40. 20-40 is not perfectly clear vision, but many states have determined that that's vision that's safe enough and legal for driving. So what can the student do? What can your clients do? They can go to their eye doctor. They can say, hey, I want to lower the power down to whatever the legal requirement is in, in their, your particular state, and get the minimum prescription for safe legal driving. Now what does this do? This now is gonna give room for your vision to get better. Now you're practicing the good vision principles. Now you're practicing the good vision habits more and more each day. You're literally relearning how to see in a relaxed way permanently again. And now when you put on your glasses, now it's not a full power It's reduced in power, and what does that do? That allows room for your vision to get better. And then what the student experiences in my class over time, they come back to me and say, Hey, those lower-powered glasses that I got in the beginning of your class, now they're clear. Now they're strong. And I say, Oh, well, that's great. Obviously, if you improved your vision, you even had the eye doctor verify it. Now what do we need to do? Now we need to lower the power again, okay? So it's a very simple idea, but a very essential idea. Now, still with the myopes, they cannot wear the reduced power glasses that they got for driving at the computer because at at, up close, those glasses that are for driving, that are reduced in power, are going to be too strong at the computer. So what can we do? I know it's a little bit more money, but well worth doing. What do we do? We get an even lower power for the computer work, computer-reduced glasses, so that even the computer screen is not perfectly clear. We lower the power enough so it's not perfectly clear. It's, It's high enough, the power, that you can do your computer work, but low enough that it's not perfectly clear. What does that do again? Now there's room for
1: your vision to improve while you're doing your computer work.
2: And what's a question, Tom. I have a question. Tom,
1: have yes, a question. yes, please. Uh, is it, do you recommend getting bifocals instead of having those two pair of glasses to have bifocals? No, 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 definitely not. I had okay, an tell me
2: why. I had an optometrist friend of mine in San Jose tell me he calls these people, they get bifocal neck. The neck is tight enough anyway for anyone who's wearing glasses. That's, there's no exceptions to that. And when you get the bifocal and you have that lower part, what do you do? You pull your head back. You're pulling your head back, and you're pointing your eyes down to look through the bottom part of that bifocal. That's incorrect. That's unnatural to do that and will highly stress your neck. No, bifocals, trifocals, quadrifocals, all these things are definitely out. It's very, very important to get two pairs of glasses. And the the beauty, what I was just going to mention a moment ago, was that as your vision gets better, the computer glasses can now be used for driving at the appropriate time. So it's not more money in the long run, and it works very well. Now, for the presbyopes and the farsights who need only glasses, let's say, for reading up close, they can lower the power. They can go to the drugstore. Usually, you know, they have all these plus one, plus one and a half, plus two, and so on. What can they do? They can take a book with them. They can take a computer printout with them to the store, to the five and ten store, drugstore, play with all the different powers of the glasses on the rack, find the prescription glasses that's just good enough to read with or do your computer work with, but it's not perfectly clear not perfectly clear. What does that do again? That gives you room for your vision to get better. This is absolutely the best
1: way to go. I have another question, uh, Tom, in terms of practical changes. Mm -hmm. So I go to the eye doctor and I reduce my prescription. Mm -hmm. And incidentally, I don't wear glasses. You'll be very proud of that fact. I... Oh, many of, many of your techniques, I'm 62 and I don't need glasses for distance or reading. Occasionally when I'm under stress, I'll need them for reading, but that's it. But what is a practical, uh, change in your prescription if you're following your vision methods? of course that's a very common and
2: important question uh two of my favorite examples i like to give with this is my teacher if you remember uh dr janet goodrich a great world famous states teacher uh she had about six diopters of myopia she had very high astigmatism in one eye uh, she had strabismus cross-eyed one eye was looking up actually and the other eye was looking down And it took her about two and a half years, okay? Two and a half years, and then she passed her driver's vision test without glasses, and she was glasses-free from then on. Now, when I say this two and a half years, I would say that's a very common length of time for many people. Of course, it depends on how long you've worn glasses, how ingrained those poor vision habits are, staring, not blinking, not breathing. It also depends on, of course, on how high the prescription is. So there's many factors involved. The health of the person can be a big factor also. You just mentioned that your vision is not as clear when you have more stress. So how healthy, how relaxed is the person being? So it does take time. However, if you, if you put this in perspective, that she wore glasses, what, say, for 20 years, before she started the Bates method, then you can consider that two and a half years is actually a very
1: short period of time. And yeah, what she my told math us... Is, that, my math is correct. That comes to about a quarter of a, a diopter or maybe one, one diopter every uh, four months, yeah. which is yeah. which is significant. So yeah, but again, if you, if you, know if you number, put that in you
2: perspective, can... you know, let's say you improve one diopter in four months. Then what I ask my students when they tell me that, I said, hey, when's the last time you saw that well, one diopter lower? And you know what they usually say? Five years ago. So, so if you yeah, keep so it in perspective.
1: That puts it in perspective.
2: Yes, and you need to keep the perspective because otherwise the student gets frustrated and say, hey, I've been practicing the habits for two days. How come my vision's not perfectly clear? Well, we need to be reasonable. And if you keep that perspective and watch your vision, actually one of the most exciting parts in the beginning is just to watch the vision begin to start getting better because that's supposed to be impossible. So just to watch the beginning is very exciting and you start to build your confidence. You begin to do more things without your glasses on and you keep improving and you know experientially the truth of what they've discovered for natural vision it's a very wonderful thing uh, another thing oh see i mentioned the press field i do want to mention one thing here i'm talking about what happens when people improve their vision there's something called reversal processes that,
1: you know yeah, well, what let's uh, we're coming up to a break and yeah. maybe we'll keep that dangling in front of the listeners we're We come back and talk about reversal symptoms, uh, which uh, is something very interesting that can occur as your eyes get better. You're listening to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Cardrap. My guest is Thomas Quackenbush. He's calling in from the Netherlands. He's a world famous vision educator, author of Relearning to See and Better Vision. And we're going to be right back after this break. Welcome back to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Pondra, and with me is Thomas Quackenbush, He's calling in from the Netherlands, and we're talking about principles of natural vision, habits of natural vision, and ways to reduce your prescription glasses. And Tom, I believe you wanted to talk about reversal symptoms, which are important to recognize during this whole process.
2: Yes, uh, thanks again, Dr. Conrad. This is a very important issue that when students choose to improve their vision naturally, what will happen while they're in that process, and it can be very soon or it can be in weeks or months, is we begin to re-experience temporarily different stresses that were connected to the vision getting more blurry in the first place. So, for example, that staring habit we talked about, the students can uh, begin to re-experience and have memories and emotions of whatever stresses, for example, were present when they first ever got blurry vision. When they first got glasses, there had to be some change, of course. When you go from clarity to blurry vision in the beginning, there obviously has to be something that's changing. By the way, I just want to throw in briefly here that myopia is not genetic and you do not need to wear glasses. You're one proof of that when people have more birthdays than they may prefer to have. So people at any age can definitely improve their vision. And when you do, you begin having these emotions coming back. A very common one for nearsighted people is fear, that there's some fear, they're afraid of something for children maybe, and they start that staring and that spaced out uh, locking up state, very harmful, and the eye muscles begin to contract, the neck begins to contract, and it starts tightening up and squeezing the eyeball out of shape into blurry vision. So it's very important that when uh, students are beginning to improve their vision, uh, uh, let me give one more example. The neck can be very, very sore for many students it's very common in the third fourth week of my course the students come in and they say Tom you're a pain in my neck and I say good that means you've been practicing the good vision habit you're having more movement with your head the neck is releasing and what's happening there is that tension in the neck that for many many years maybe even decades that's become chronically tense and tight is now beginning to release and now it begins to feel sore, and that's a healing process, and it's very important.
1: Um, It's interesting because in homeopathy, the same thing occurs. As we treat Mm -hmm. somebody using homeopathy, we have something called the return of old symptoms, Uh that old symptoms and old problems can come back. It's also called an aggravation, and uh, patients are alarmed, but this is actually a good sign. It means that healing is going in the right direction. But the question okay. I have is, in homeopathy we like to leave these symptoms go. We don't like to treat them with medication or anything like that that might suppress mm-hmm. those symptoms. So do you recommend right. when people get these reversal symptoms to just observe them and let them go, or to be careful not to treat them aggressively? Yeah, no, we don't want to suppress
2: them and use uh, drugs or other suppressing techniques to push them back down again. Then the uh, vision would probably get worse again also. Now, what I suggest to students is they consider any type of natural healing. Homeopathy you do, acupuncture, uh, massage therapy, osteopathic work, chiropractic work. There's many, many ways. Uh, improving diet is, it can be very important for many people. Uh, there's many ways to support this process, what you call aggravation, the return of symptoms. I like to call it reversal processes. And for the student or the patient to be willing to go through that temporary discomfort, and then when they're through that, they go up to a higher level of health. They go up to a higher level of vision. And talking about that, if I can, I'd like to talk to, about more of the benefits the students get.
1: Yeah, let's hear that. I, I'm interested in, in, in hearing that, Tom.
2: Yeah, yeah. of course, uh, many of my, probably most of my students sign up to see more clearly, and they have no idea about the many, many other important, wonderful benefits that students get when they improve their vision. To have good, clear, natural vision is a reflection of a, higher level of health and functioning. So what are some of these other benefits? They're they're really quite exciting. Depth perception gets better. The feeling of near and far objects is far, far better only when you have natural vision. It's a very important part of vision is to get that 3D vision back. Uh, Color perception gets better. So a student comes in and saying, well, with just one or two shades of green are leaves on the tree, now I see six or seven different shades of color. So that's a very exciting thing for many students. Uh, concentration gets better. Actually, if we go back to that interesting centralizing principle for a minute, seeing one point the best in the center of our picture, what is that really? That's a form of visual concentration where you're not distracted by your peripheral environment. So concentration gets better and and dramatically better for many students. And then memory improves. What we see, the objects that we see during the day, we remember them much, much better, much more vivid uh, when we have good vision habits. Uh, earlier I mentioned the neck. Everyone who has glasses has a tight neck chronically tense neck and so we want to release that neck i talked about that nose feather idea when you move your nose move your head more all day long let it just float and be relaxed now that neck chronic tension starts to release and that's very very valuable of course for uh, people when that happens and then the most important benefit probably of everything with the Bates Method in natural vision is the relaxation. The person just feels more relaxed. When you have the movement principle, what are you? You're more flexible. You have more circulation and therefore you're more relaxed. To be still and locked is not relaxing. Centralizing, I just mentioned, is a form of concentration. That's relaxing. It's not relaxing to be scattered and diffused and trying to do a hundred things at one time. So relaxation is actually the most profound and even subtle benefit that students get. And I've had many, many, many students tell me that the relaxation benefits are now more important to them than the fact that they see more clearly.
1: Well, it's really amazing uh, that the eye, you know, when you have natural vision, how the eye can affect the rest of the body, but it does make sense because of the connection with the eye and the neurological system of the entire body. Unfortunately, Tom, we're coming up to a break on Healthy Vision, uh, and uh, you're listening to Dr. Edward Kondrat. My guest has been Tom Quackenbush, and Tom, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Healthy Vision, and for the listeners who want... To get more information on Tom's work, you can go to www.naturalvisioncenter.com. And as I mentioned, he has uh, published two best-selling books, Relearning to See and Better Eyesight. Both of these can be obtained on Amazon.com. So, Tom, thanks so much for taking time to be on Healthy Vision. Uh, It's a great pleasure, Dr. Condra. So thank you so much for listening to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Pondrat, and good health and clear vision until next week.
0: Would you like to improve your eyesight naturally and learn how to teach others to do the same? Did you know that nearsightedness, myopia, is not genetic and that it is not necessary to wear reading glasses after the age of 40? The Natural Vision Center offers its internationally acclaimed certified natural eyesight improvement teacher training program in Holland each summer. This educational program trains you thoroughly how to teach your students to improve their nearsightedness, farsightedness, astigmatism, presbyopia, crossed eyes, and many other vision problems. For 30 years, American Tom Quackenbush director of the natural vision center has taught thousands of students to improve their vision by relearning natural relaxed vision habits and principles not exercises all day long in addition to better vision many students have released their chronic neck tension and have improved their depth perception color perception memory and concentration you can order tom's best-selling 521 page book relearning to see improve your eyesight naturally on amazon.com for more information visit naturalvisioncenter.com and relearn how to see naturally and clearly Would you like to improve your eyesight naturally and learn how to teach others to do the same? Did you know that nearsightedness, myopia, is not genetic and that it is not necessary to wear reading glasses after the age of 40? The Natural Vision Center offers its internationally acclaimed certified natural eyesight improvement teacher training program in Holland each summer. This educational program trains you thoroughly how to teach your students to improve their nearsightedness, farsightedness, astigmatism, presbyopia, crossed eyes, and many other vision problems. For 30 years, American Tom Quackenbush director of the Natural Vision Center has taught thousands of students to improve their vision by relearning natural, relaxed vision habits and principles, not exercises, all day long. In addition to better vision, many students have released their chronic neck tension and have improved their depth perception, color perception, memory, and concentration. You can order Tom's best-selling 521-page book, Relearning to See, Improve Your Eyesight Naturally, on amazon.com. For more information, visit naturalvisioncenter.com and relearn how to see naturally and clearly. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Kondrat's newsletter, visit us at healingtheeye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.